the Matt Mosley Show, starting off the 5 o'clock hour. And let's get right to our guest, Lori Fogelman. Lori, uh, what a what a weekend this is going to be, and what a Sunday afternoon. And you got to call a game, isn't it? Almost, uh, isn't it almost weird to think? I mean, it feels like just a celebration, but there is going to be a game attached to this. You might want to go out and try to win a game. Um, are you uh, are you excited? Like you got to call this game. You've also got your your job over there. Uh, Baylor Media and PR and and uh, doing such a great job over there as a VP in that area. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is. But th- again, this is um, this has been something we've been pointing to for weeks now. How excited are you about it? And how much work have you put in uh, to kind of get ready for this? Well, I am very excited about this weekend. But I kind of feel like Coach Colin or Coach Nikki does right now is that that. Uh, You'll focus on that moment when it's that moment, but when it's time to lace up your shoes and and get on the court, they are fully locked and ready for the basketball game because uh, with all uh, with uh, uh, Brittany Griner, uh, one of the best college basketball players ever, uh, and certainly uh, one of the best ever to put on a Baylor uniform in attendance, along with other Baylor alumni and and uh, uh, former players. You want to win. I mean, number one, that's the that's the focus. But boy, will it be exciting to uh, to welcome back uh, Brittany Griner to Baylor and uh, have her representative, the uh, the seventh woman uh, for Baylor women's basketball, mm-hmm. to have her jersey retired. Yeah, you probably wondered if this would ever happen, and it it is happening. And I'm I'm sort of curious. You've been calling uh, Baylor games for a good many years now. Had a little bit of break, and then back on the call. Uh, and uh, boy, you get to hear those right here on ESPN Central Texas. But Lori, what was your what's your first memory of Brittany? What do you what do you remember about the first time you ever crossed paths, or maybe even your first interview with her? What was the what when did when did that happen? Because boy, she was a star from day one, but um, but also a good teammate. I mean, it's always tough to to be that huge of a star and the fa- like the face of women's basketball at the time, but then be about winning. And of course, she was about that uh, as well. But what 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 comes to mind? What was the first time you remember meeting Brittany, and what were your first impressions? You know, I, I'll just go back to that first game in 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we all knew about Brittany. We knew she was transformational. We knew she played above the rim. But till you, until you saw it in person, we didn't really understand what exactly that meant. What was BG actually going to be like in competition on the court? And, and you know what, uh, Matt, she could not have started her Baylor career in a less conspicuous Manner because that first game in 2009 was on the road in Knoxville, Tennessee, versus Pat Summit's Tennessee Volunteers <laughs> in the State Farm Tip-Off Classic on national television, and uh, you know the whole world was watching at that point. You know, will she dunk? That was probably the big question, but probably for the Baylor team at that time, it was still how do we play? with somebody who's 6'9", with these incredible physical gifts. I mean, how do you pass the ball to her? 
how do we all play to, together? Uh, you know, Baylor ended up losing that game um, by nine points. They lost 74 to 65. But, you know, what was uh, amazing, though, is that you just fast forward to March Madness and Baylor and Tennessee met up again in Brittany's freshman year in the Sweet 16, back in the state of Tennessee, this time in Memphis. But uh, Baylor was a much different team by that time that March came around. Uh, Baylor defeated Tennessee in that game, uh, then had this miraculous comeback to beat Duke and ended up in the Final Four that year in San Antonio. So it just goes to show you what you do in November sometimes – you know, you're going to have some difficulties all throughout the year. Uh, Baylor was 9-7 and seven in the Big 12 in that time. You know, I think people forget that because you ended up in the Final Four. But you were 9-7 and seven in conference play because you were still trying to, to figure it out and get your sea legs under you, underneath you. But once they figured it out, uh, they ended up winning. And, and it was so exciting to be on that, uh, you know, to see BG and Melissa Jones and others in that uh, – um, to be in that big spotlight uh, in 2009, and then of course we, uh, or 2010, excuse me, knowing that we always wanted to get back there again because it's sure hard to get back to a Final Four. That's a was long she... way to uh, for me to answer your question. No, I like listening to all that. Uh, don't worry. Um, uh, I, now, the uh, the the fans and and the way she related. To the fans, you know, by that time, obviously, Baylor had already started having major success. But then she shows up, and and I'm sure everybody, through airports or wherever, people would stop and stare. They weren't used to seeing someone that tall. Um, you know, what, what was she like interacting? Was she shy in those early days or had she been, you know, had so much attention, even as a high school player, did she kind of embrace it? What was, what was it, what was her personality like even early on? Embraced it. She, uh, not only was she dominant, transcendent, a force to be reckoned with on the court, but off, super fun, extroverted, sweet, kind, uh, just a delightful person to be about uh, around. And what I would suggest, if somebody doesn't know her uh, off the court, uh, Baylor Plus has produced some some great highlights, uh, not only of, of some of her uh, great moments on the, the basketball court, but some BG moments, what they call from the vault. And uh, I remember one, this is 2012, and we were on the plane with the the cheer the cheerleaders the band and getting ready to fly for that first and second round in Ohio and uh, BG did a tour of the plane by video and just mm-hmm. interacted with everybody particularly her fellow students and it's fun and engaging and it's exactly who BG was just a a fun sweet kind uh extroverted individual all right, I was trying to look at that video. Who was that first dunk against at the Farrell Center? And what's crazy is, and I like your response, by the way, on Twitter, that somebody was asking, you know, Baylor uh, social media was saying, where were you? And Brittany first threw it down at the Farrell Center, and you said at the radio table. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you, was were you kind of like, you knew she had dunked in the past. 
but to see somebody rise up and not need a head start, right? I mean, that's what was so crazy about what rewatching that is to see her gather in the lane and go up and dunk. I, I don't know. Even Michelle Snow or whoever it was at Tennessee that maybe first dunked, I don't think we saw that. We didn't see anybody just turn around in the lane and dunk like that. What were who was that against and and what was your reaction? Could you were you almost speechless when you saw it? I think I was speechless uh and, uh, and Rick May was the one who had yeah. uh, the call on that and I may have said something like you're right Rick that was amazing. I don't know what <laughs> I said but but it was early you know in her freshman season and she was the seventh you know, the seventh woman uh to dunk in co- in a college basketball game and that was against Jacksonville State and I mean it was one of those go up with your right hand and throw it down. And, you know, everybody was waiting for it. And we really didn't know what, what was it going to be like. You know, she had dunked all throughout high school and AAU. But what would it be like in this kind of atmosphere with, you know, everybody watching you? But let me tell you, it was, it was a throwdown. And it was so <laughs> stunning to see it at first because with power and grace and you know, great joy as well, it was so much mm-hmm. fun to uh, – uh, to be able to see that and and just be right uh, right next to Rick as he made the call because that was going to be part of of uh, his legacy as well is how how Rick called all of those dunks throughout her mm-hmm. her uh, incredible career at Baylor. Ah, uh, Lori Fogelman joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, how did things evolve? You see it her freshman year. She just keeps getting better, uh, more dominant, unlike the men's game where the players leave so quickly. We get to, we get to keep her there for, for those seasons. What did, um, what, what did you see, and, and what was that relationship like? I know how it was at the end. We don't need to get into that. But, I mean, they, she and Kim really got along well and, and, boy, benefited from each other in a huge way. What, what was kind of... What, what, how did you see things evolve from that freshman year? Like, what were the parts of her game where she got better? And then how did Kim start to use her maybe in even different ways? Well, I think you can see it if you go back and watch some of her highlights. Uh, I was watching those last night from her freshman, sophomore, and junior years. And, you know, it, it, you're so in the moment when you're, you're um, on the sidelines and, and covering ga- a game for the radio that it's not until you go back and you watch game film now. And, I mean, my mind was blown away. I mean, she came in incredibly uh, skilled. And, uh, uh, and, again, we knew transformational. That's what we were going to see. But, but we weren't – I mean, I wasn't – really prepared to see someone that that Kim said just get ready because she plays above the rim and I don't think we've seen anybody play above the rim since then uh like BG did and to watch her grow it, it it's all the simple things she had all the skill in the world but it uh it was using your feet you know to maneuver yourself differently um it was you know, understanding, you know, you don't have to, to be able to, if you watch some of that game film, you can see the way she would maneuver in the paint and uh, in score in a reverse layup or passing to other teammates, stepping out and nailing a three. 
you know, she's a, and a, that mid-range jumper, she was just as good there and as good from the free throw line. Uh, but, but it was all about the team all learning how to play with each other. Her teammates, you know, learning how to uh, really pass the ball to somebody who was 6'8 or 6'9 in the right place, um, you know, to be, in, to be prepared for BG to shoot that back out to you if somebody was collapsing three people on her, you know, and be ready to, to knock the shot down. I think that's how you saw the growth uh, throughout those, those years. But uh, she was a player who um, just, just grew incredibly well and was so prepared and ready to step into the pro game, uh, to play on the big Olympic stage and, and uh, you know, to just keep making strides in, in women's basketball. I like, you know, one of her teammates after she dunks it is out there like jumping around. You know, it's just funny to see them like turn into little girls almost. Sure. Um, in in that moment, they were so excited about it. Do you remember like which teammate was she closest to? I mean, you've made an important point. They had to get to know her, know how best to utilize and complement her game, whether that's you know, being out there, being ready to hit the three or whatever. What do you remember about her her teammates? Like, who were the who who kind of fed off her the most? You know, I think if you just start with her freshman year, one of the key yeah. players there was Melissa Jones because okay. you had a a smart, heady veteran player. And uh, one of my favorite dunks in that freshman year, I think it was her freshman year. It may have been her sophomore year, but anyway, Melissa Jones was part of it. And uh, uh, BG was trailing behind Melissa in like a two-on-one situation. And and uh, Melissa just like had eyes in the back of her head, you know, one of those kinds of players. And uh, Brittany trailing her, she just threw the ball back behind her without looking, just knowing Brittany's there. Brittany grabbed it with two hands, <laughs> took a step, and two-handed slam, a little bit of a hang on the rim, and came down. And Melissa was so excited. When that happened, I mean, what a what a play! And some of those that you you forget as the as time goes on, because again, the the, the seminal moment is just is bringing home a national championship and and just that whole forty and zero march during that 2011-2012 season. What was the one? Wasn't there one they should have had? Right? I mean, they were they had the unbelievable mm-hmm. season, but you feel like with a player of her magnitude. Maybe you left one on the table. Was that the which season would that have been? Or maybe I mean in in your mind. I mean I think that's the only thing we always think about. She had this great career, but you're like, wait, how did we not have two at least two national titles instead of one? Sure. I mean because of course you, you know, get greedy it, with things like that. Yeah. Sure, and it, that you know you there are so many variables as you well know throughout yeah. sports and. And at the end of that uh, 2010 season, uh, Baylor lost to Texas A&M, excuse me, 2011 season. Yeah. And uh, so 10-11. Um, and A&M ended up defeating Baylor and went on to win the national championship that year. And, uh, you know, Baylor had suffered some really unfortunate injuries. And, and uh, the biggest one was to Melissa Jones. And, um, you know, where where she was probably, I don't know, maybe 50%. Uh, because lost sight and an eye because of a just a uh, a freak accident during Ooh. a game and and um, you know we just we did not have enough firepower and A and M uh, caught caught uh, caught fire 
And uh, you see how you can get just one win, and it can just spark you yeah. and get you to a national championship. Well, that fed the beast for Baylor in the 2011-2012 season after that loss to A&M. I mean, singularly focused, ready to finish the job, and they just they just motored through uh, 40 games to yeah. win. And uh, but but they they were a singularly focused, ready to play. Uh, basketball team and uh, ready to, to bring home the, the trophy to Baylor. All right. Um, well, the ceremony will be at 245. Everybody needs to be there mm-hmm. early. Uh, doors open at 130 on uh, Sunday afternoon, and and there'll be, like, jer- uh, T-shirts, I think, um, all sorts of stuff. If you arrive real early, uh, which I would advise, uh, it's not that early, but the, the BG poster and stickers, I think, will be handed out. And so there's a dunk-like BG challenge that's taking <laughs> place. So uh, there's a lot of things happening. But as you said, they need to they need a win. Uh, this team's not playing particularly well right now. now. That happens when you play good teams. But, you know, even going out to BYU, I mean, you can't, to me, you can't lose that game. I mean, if you're what we thought this team was, you can't go out there and lose. Not to say they don't have good players, but again, what, what's the? Um, what, you know, our focus is going to be on the ceremony, but still, you got to focus on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the biggest problem right now? Why, why has this team kind of landed in this situation where they may, after being number four in the country, may drop out of the top twenty-five? Is it just the the shooting woes? Is it on the defensive end? What do you think is the biggest reason to, that they are in this funk? Well, Coach Nicky talked about it today in the the, uh, the media room uh, with reporters, and and uh, I think the focus right now is just to come out. You got to come out consistently uh, with uh, with great energy and with great focus, and uh, with with great focus on the game plan at hand. Not to say that they haven't been doing that but it's it's it, it it's crunch time now and they all realize that it's it's time to focus because you have five games left but that's one of the reasons that I also brought up um because I think people go yeah Baylor ended up in the uh, 2010 final four but not realizing that the Big 12 conference was brutal that year and it was no cakewalk for Baylor at that time and they finished 9 and 7 but you know, a couple of wins along the way. They righted the ship. Shots start falling. You, uh, you, you are more comfortable, and uh, you can end up winning games. Of course, now's the time to do that. You know, the I think the team is. You know, they're excited about about BG and the opportunity um, just to be a Baylor basketball player here to honor her and her legacy. But when it comes time to focus, they they'll be ready. They'll be ready to focus on Texas Tech and winning this basketball game this weekend. And isn't it interesting? It's Texas Tech with the legacy they have, and and even involving PG. A little of the controversy, which I won't drag you into that, but uh, you certainly were there to call that game and know what I'm talking about. So, a fascinating day. Um, Lori, thank you uh, for doing this. Uh, very busy time. Have a great call. We'll be listening. ESPN Central Texas, uh, 3 o'clock, 2.30 on the pregame, and I would imagine you'll be carrying right there the ceremony uh, on ESPN Central Texas. Really, uh, really appreciate the time today. 
You bet. And uh, a reminder, too, that you can get tickets for as little as $20. They're available at uh, BaylorBears.com slash tickets. Remember, every seat in the house will have a commemorative BG t-shirt, so you don't want to miss that. You want to get your BG poster and sticker uh, while they last. You can take pictures with all of her trophies, which will be on display, I think, for the first time. And uh, uh, you'll have an opportunity to uh, uh, take a photo with BG's uh, jersey. And, uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that dunk-like BG challenge uh, at the half. Uh, I think students have been sending in dunk videos, and uh, so it'll be really exciting to see which ones actually get out there and try to dunk like BG. You win, you get an autographed basketball signed by head coaches Nikki Collin and Scott Drew. So it should be a wonderful time and a great a great thing for uh, to be represented for BG because she loved her fellow students here at Baylor, and it's going to be fun for them to be connected with her uh, through her great legacy here at Baylor. All right, and then go get a win. Um, Lori, yes. thank you. Uh, have a great call Sunday, and, and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. All right, appreciate it. Thank you so much. There she goes, Lori Fogelman.